Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back into the Buster Show. Today, my very, very special guest is Caleb Nash Feemster. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me, Buster. I appreciate this. <laughs> for sure. So you're commuting today from New Jersey. Is that right? Yes, which took a very long time. How's your day been so far? It's, uh, I mean, it's been good, but like coming from Jersey to the city, I came in this morning for a casting. Okay. So it was an hour and a half commute. How for, did that go? It went really well. But like the thing about castings is sometimes I can go for like five minutes. So I literally did an hour and a half commute for five minutes and that was at 10 a.m. And then I didn't have anything to do until this and it's currently 3.10. But we're glad you stuck around. <laughs> yeah. Now, how no, would you describe great. yourself to somebody that doesn't know who you are or doesn't subscribe on YouTube? Oof. Like what, what I do? What do you do? Myself as a person. What, what, who are you? Awesome. That's the question for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how did I get in here? I'll let you in here, okay? um, I started out, so I played basketball my entire life. I played in college and then I played professionally for a little bit before I got hurt. After I got hurt, I started out as a trick shooter. So I just did trick shots on Instagram basketball-wise. Um, honestly, just for fun because my dad is a high school coach. So I've been doing trick shots since I was maybe six years old. Just never thought to record them. And then never thought I could make a career out of them. Um, and then I got, I kind of fell into modeling, which led into acting. So now I, my official like bio on IG is actor, model, trick shooter. And that's uh, big. Yeah, bio is big. Bio is big, man. That's my <laughs> bio on everything pretty much. Um, so yeah, I kind of do a little bit of everything. And I have a YouTube channel now. So um, acting is the goal. That's the the main thing. I acted a lot as a kid, so I love it. It's uh, my favorite. But uh, I never thought I'd ever get paid for trick shots, and here we are. So it's it's not a bad it. gig to have. If you could have any actor play you in a movie, who'd it be? Play uh, yeah, like Chris Pratt. If I could have anybody's career, <laughs> listen, listen. If I could have anybody, no, no, no not right now. you having their career, them playing your life story in a movie. I know, but like a young Chris Pratt, that would be fire. Yeah. Yeah, he's 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 by far my favorite. Uh, he's one of my favorite like humans ever, but acting wise too, I, just, I think he's hilarious. <laughs> I think he would really get me as a character. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he would get you. Yeah, he would. I think, I think he'd nail it. So we first met. We first met a little while ago. I think it was at Josh's house, our mutual we, friend. We met in Malibu. Juggling Josh. Juggling Josh. He hates that for some reason. He hates what? He hates that I call him Juggling Josh. And really? That, that's like his... What do you What do you call him? I call him Juggling Josh. He, he is Juggling like, Josh. My name's Josh Horton. And I was like, yeah, but you're also Juggling Josh. That's how I met him. That's <laughs> how he is on IG and Twitter and all those things. That is so how, how he is on be. social. But yeah, we met in Malibu through Juggling Josh. <laughs> well, we first met at this influencer game, which was yes. one of the funniest, but I don't even know if we met that day. I don't think we did. But I, I was playing in it. Uh, I guarded King Batch. Yeah. He posted a photo with me in it on Instagram. Didn't tag me. He didn't give you the tag. That's no love. You know what? 300K known, likes. I've known, I've known Batch for uh, about a year and a half now. Yet to tag me on anything. So don't worry <laughs> about it. Don't feel offended. But you were coaching the other team. Is that right? I was. I was the celebrity coach. Um, not sure how I got that. They wanted me to play. Um, last minute, but I didn't have any of my stuff and I had to leave early because I had a prior engagement for acting. Boom, so big like, balling. Hey, you, know, you, you know how it is. You know. Um, <laughs> no, I was like, uh, anyway. Uh, no, so I, was, I, had to, I had to be somewhere else um, right about halftime, third quarter time. So I said, hey, I'll coach. 
And so, yeah, I got to yell at some celebrities for a little bit and then um, I got kicked out. So that was fun. You got kicked out. I got kicked out. I got ejected from the game. I didn't even notice. You didn't notice? I I was throwing <laughs> chairs, Buster. I remember. I legit, I remember. They had like this prize check. You know, those like big checks. Yeah, for like 200 bucks. And I like bent it over my knee and threw it at him. I threw it uh, at the ref. That was probably worth it. it like that was, was worth the sacrifice. Even if the check wasn't written out to you. Yeah, no, it wasn't. Worth the it sacrifice. It should have been. I still haven't gotten any checks written out to me, by the way, for that. So I need, I need to get paid. Well, uh, but I had to leave early. I had to leave early. So like, why not go out and stop, you know? You get paid three quarters of a check. That works. Yeah, I'm going to get paid But then the right. day after, Josh hit me. Or we were talking about doing some sort of video. We went over, we recorded a couple of videos, one for your channel, one for Josh's. Um with uh with Tory Brooks, that was fun. Yes, it was. Uh, and then we hung out in New York, filmed a few more videos, mm-hmm. and then we just spent the last week in Las Vegas. Yeah, which by the way, a week in Vegas is way too way long. Way too long. I was there for eight days. How did your week in Vegas go? I already know the answer. Do we have to talk about it? <laughs> we kind of have to talk about it. It is uh, a podcast. Yeah, I guess so. Um, it, okay, career wise, it was good. Like, you know, like, <laughs> just preface it with the positives. Yeah, let me get the positives out the way first. Career wise, it was good. Uh, made a lot of really good connections. Got to hang out with you and Josh and Staples and um, Chris Staples. Everybody hates Chris, the best dunker in the world. Yep. And uh, yeah, so got to hang out with some NBA players and do some NBA type things for their YouTube and their social media and stuff like that. So that was really good. I was also there for a Bleacher Report um, celebrity game. And that was a lot of fun. A lot of my homies were in it. A lot of my uh, friends that I've known for a while and people I've, I have followed for a while and have followed me. And we got to meet and stuff like that. So that was <laughs> and have good. followed me. Yeah, you know, I got to throw that in there. <laughs> follow me as well. Um, yeah, so all of that. And then I was also there for a bottling gig. So all of that was great. It was a great week in Vegas. <laughs> Still didn't I answer lost, the question. <laughs> I lost a lot of money. And I'm really did upset. you? Well, here's the thing, man. They gave us too much downtime. They did. We had a lot of downtime. Way too much downtime. And I was hanging out with, like, never hang out with your rich friends in Vegas because I'm not rich. I'm not even close. But I was hanging out with my rich friends, and they were like, "Yeah, let's just go play blackjack." I was like, "All right, cool. Let's go find like a five, ten dollar table." No, they want to play the fifty dollar hand, hundred dollar hands. And I want to fit in. So I'm like, no big deal, despite taking out a second mortgage on my house. <laughs> so I'm playing. And of course, the only poor guy at the table loses everything and a couple of hands. And all my rich friends are just racking in the dough. One of my friends who doesn't need any oh, more no. money whatsoever comes back from Vegas, like 5,000 up. Really? Just like, oh, man, can I get some of that? Like, Nobody wanted to toss me a bone. So somebody won five grand. Yeah, someone came home five grand. I was with a dude one night at dinner who had just won thirty. I can't even imagine, bro. Bro, it's too much. I see. I see some of these people go and like. I said a a YouTuber I watch. He goes and puts twenty grand on red. I know exactly who you're talking about. We don't even what. Yeah, twenty. There is a chance that that's not real though. Let's say they put five dollars on it. What do you mean? Just being devil's advocate yeah, here. Okay. Let's say they put $5 on it, yeah. filmed it, yeah. and already had the 20000 Well, they already have the twenty grand. Or let's say forty grand. Let's say they already have the forty. Yeah, I guess. I guess that, that could happen, 
I guess. But like, because how do they win every time? We're talking about David Dobrik, obviously. How how does he win every time? I think he's the luckiest dude ever. I I was hanging out with, I had the unique opportunity to hang out with them and the whole crew or whatever because we were shooting a video together. Well, flex, you know, slight flex. Kevin Nash streams on YouTube. Anyway, um, (laughs) he might be the luckiest. I can tell you're a YouTuber by how you plug your own stuff. You cannot breathe five minutes without continuing. But that's my fear. I don't want to be one. So when people ask what I do, Mm -hmm. I always say like, "Oh, I'm in advertisement." Because one, especially you say you're in an advertisement, LA, especially in LA, like if I tell people I'm an actor or model, I get one of like two or three different reactions. It's like, oh, of course you are. Like everybody's out here doing that. So, right. like, what's your real job? You know? Or another one's like, oh, this douchebag. Can I say douchebag? Yeah, you can. This douchebag, like, oh, she's an actor or model. And so it's like, it's a negative connotation for some right. reason. And then throw YouTuber on top of it. Because, Forget about because it. Because all these things that happen, because uh, there are Bro. some YouTubers out here who do some ridiculous things. The associations with top level YouTubers it's, are crazy. It's insane. It's insane. So I get nervous telling people. And then when I finally tell them, like, oh, I'm on YouTube, like, oh, I'm like, but no worries. I'm not like a vlogger. Like, I do sports related right. things on YouTube. They're like, okay, that's a little different. Kid you not, met a girl uh, out here. And I told him, I, I told her I did. I was an actor, model, and YouTuber, and and she was legit like, yeah, this isn't gonna work. I was like, what? what? She's like, yeah, I just, you know, I know your type, and I was like, no, 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 but like, I, it's not like vlogging. I do. What, what was her profession? Content. What did she do? She works, of course. She's like a saint and works for a nonprofit. Oh my god! Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> I know I'm your like, type. I'm, I'm changing the world too, kind of. It's barely, <laughs> barely. Um, no, but I'm like, barely. I do like basketball things, and she's like, still, you know, I don't know. And then she, I was like, okay, so like, I don't know. It's just this negative connotation. YouTube, so, YouTube done in the right way can have incredible impact on the world, though. Oh, so you absolutely. Gotta say that. And I have a lot of friends who are vloggers who. I support their stuff, watch their stuff, and um, are great. But there's a handful that have are doing crazy things that give everybody else kind of a bad like taste of YouTube in their mouth. And so, so yeah, I don't know. It's um, I don't know how I got off on that little rant. But um, what were we talking about? I was going somewhere. You were talking about hanging out with the Dobricks. That's right. So, and then you started talking about this girl. I don't know how. That- <laughs> That immediately threw up a red card when you said you were a YouTuber. Oh, no, because you said you know you're a YouTuber. One of my fears is being like one of those quote unquote YouTubers that like, it's like, oh, I'm a YouTuber. Like, okay. Tell me about this situation with them. So at Dobrik's, he might be the luckiest person ever. We were shooting with another good friend of ours. Me and Josh were there with um, Rick Smith Jr. Okay. Is a magician. Card throw, right? He was a playing card 92 miles an hour. Like a, a regular card out of a deck, Bro. 92 miles an hour. And I've done and I, I've done some crazy things with him. Like you put celery in your mouth and he throws it and cuts it in half, right? Like What happens if that hits your face? Oh, it's, it's over. He hit one of my friends um, a couple no. weeks ago in the nose and sliced him and started just bleeding. Yeah, it's, it's like real life. Yeah, it's tough. So I get nervous doing it, right? But then of course, Dave is like, oh, I'll do it. Like whatever. And he's hitting everything on David, like first try. And then I get up and do it and he slices my hand. I'm like, no, for real. And then we're all trying to throw him too. And then David's like, oh, let me try and like, does it. 
and like it's a perfect throw. We're just like, all right, whatever, man. So I really think that those situations of the gambling stuff is real because like you can't fake that reaction. Some of the reactions they had on the last video, it's really good. Like that's yeah. that's insane. So I point of the story is I'm down a lot of money and I need a little bit of Dobrik luck and a little bit of Dobrik money. Honestly, <laughs> it's the people who can. I bet think those a lot two things wins. go hand in hand. Well, that's true. It's the people that can bet a lot and not worry about it wins. It's the like people who are like, oh, I only have a hundred dollars left. I need to make this five hundred. It's like the cards sense your desperation. And I think mm. that's where it was. You believe in cards sensing your desperation? I don't. After last week, man, I'm up to believe anything. <laughs> like I was. Do getting... you believe that there were ever, at one point, aliens at Area 51? <laughs> wow. Um, okay, so hang on. Maybe you have to fill me in a little bit. Yeah. Despite having a social media job and and. Instagram and YouTube and all that stuff. I'm not up to date. Like I've been seeing a lot of these posts. Like I saw this dude training in the gym to save the aliens. And I was like, what is this? Like, so what, what is happening? So essentially what happened was uh, this dude, I, I believe his name is Bob Laser. He made a documentary about area 51, which was this area where theoretically a uh, couple decades right. yeah. ago, stuff happened there and there were, theoretically aliens held in captivity. Okay. He made a documentary about it. It went super viral. He went on Rogan. Rogan talked about it with him. And then a bunch of people decided that they were going to raid it. And then once a bunch of people decided they were going to raid it, the internet kind of did its thing and just made a complete fool of all of these people. Yeah. But did they raid it? Being how large the internet is, over a million people have signed up to raid Area 51 now. No. Yes. Where can I sign up? You can sign up on Facebook events, Shoot. probably slash Area 51, whatever no, it is. I wouldn't. I, wouldn't but, do that uh, I do believe the government has technology to be like, oh, Caleb signed up? Let's just go to his house real quick. I don't Let's make him lose another 500 bucks. That could be it. I wish it was 500. <laughs> Gosh, I hope my mom doesn't want this. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so that, that, that's essentially what, what went down there. Uh, but now a bunch of people are speaking out saying, don't do it. First and foremost, there's nothing there. It's just the desert. Well, and don't second, do it because like, it's the government. Like, well, that too. If, if they're trying to hide something, they are going to go through all lengths to make sure it stays hidden. Like, why would you do that? <laughs> like, I feel like a million people are going to end up in jail or um, move to see another country. How crazy would that million people end up in jail? That'd be wild. I don't know, man. Anything can happen. If there's aliens at Area 51, there's a million people that can end up in jail. Fair. I don't know. I don't... I feel like every day is different for me. One day I'll be like, there's for sure aliens. And then the other day I'm like, no, there's no way there's aliens. <laughs> I don't know. Like, don't you think they would have found us? Uh, you know what I mean? Maybe they did and they don't want to want to do anything about it. Well, like, what if we found other aliens? You think us as Earthlings are going to be like, oh, we just will keep it. That news would break in literally half a second. Exactly. There's so no way know, somebody wouldn't tell their friend and their that. friend would tell their mom and their mom would tell their entire school class at school, whatever. You don't, you don't think they wouldn't, the aliens wouldn't do that for us? I think if aliens are, more, let's say, theoretically more intelligent than we are. Which is, I've, I've which met is a lot probable. of humans and it's probable. It's probable. Let's say, so let's say they are. Let's assume that they are. Okay. Odds then would have to be that they have seen us and decided that we're not worth their time. That I could I could probably get on board with that, but I I honestly don't think there's aliens. To be real with you, I just don't think so. I don't know. I am a 
But now I'm thinking maybe there is. I don't know. I'm where where you, did 50, you grow 50, up? 50, did you grow up in LA? No, heck no. I grew up in Texas, born and raised. You grew up in Texas. Born and raised. So does that then therefore make you a Dallas Mavericks fan, Houston Rockets fan, and or San Antonio Spurs fan? Mavericks by birth. Like I'm okay. from Dallas. Um, so Mavericks by birth. Spurs, I used to hate them. But then like the more I grew in basketball and basketball IQ and basketball knowledge, I was like, wow, they're, I mean, just pop in general is Legend. a genius. Yeah. Genius. So watching them, people, the biggest complaint, especially during the Tim Duncan era, was like, they're kind of boring to watch. Yeah, but mm-hmm. they were boring all the way to four championships. Like, so I, I really enjoyed watching the Spurs, just like basketball mindset, IQ wise. But and no, not the Rockets. You know, I mean? and you were actually the one that broke the news to me that Russell Westbrook, and this will have happened a couple of weeks back, but for us yes. recording this live, this happened just last week. Russell Westbrook being traded for Chris Paul. I was to the Houston one, Rockets. and I felt. I can't tell you how proud of myself I was when I felt that moment. And I told you, assuming you already knew and you were so shocked. And I was like, did I just break new? You are who I get all my basketball information from. <laughs> but literally it was three minutes after the trade happened. And I love how you, and you were with me the entire three minutes. Yeah. Phone was on do not disturb in my pocket because we had just gotten out of playing basketball and like the uh, UNLV practice facility. Right. And I, and we were out on the court before, but. I was so Man. happy about that moment because I broke that news and no one could ever take that from me. That's a good thing that happened out of Vegas. Speaking, speaking of other terrible things that happened in Las Vegas, <sighs> we, were, we, had, we were chosen by the basketball gods Can't talk about this to shoot half-court shots yeah. during the Knicks-Lakers game. Which See, we, got, we, got, we got Jason Kidd, we got Rob Palenka, we got... James Dolan. Two of, my, have, two of my friends were sitting courtside too. Really? And not to name drop, but they were, they're big names. They were sitting courtside and I missed. And um, as I was saying goodbye to them, like, like an hour later, the only thing they could talk about, the first thing they say is, what was that? What, like, did you really miss that? I was like, yeah, you know, I missed. And, and to this day, I texted one of them yesterday and he was like, I only talk to people who make half clothes. <gasps> I was just like, oh, that's well. This is not so good. Danny Green was also there. There were a lot of people there. So he he was the one. Who oh, he was, was one. Giving me a hard time. Yeah, Danny <laughs> Danny Green. Did he say anything about me? No, no. <laughs> consider yourself lucky because we made eye contact at the end, and he was like, "Ah." <laughs> I uh, I was very disappointed in myself because that's what I take pride in: being a trick shooter and shooting half court shot is so simple. So it's my warm. We had three attempts too. One of mine was really close. One of yours, what it was the closest. And it bounced front rim, backboard, front rim bounced out. Brutal. Yeah. Yeah. It was, but uh, to make matters worse, they brought me out again. <laughs> Jay told me. Yeah, two days later. And what happened? You're with Austin, right? Me and Austin J. Mills. Shout out. Actually, no. Can we bleep that out? I don't want to give him any credit. Too late. Whatever. Your anyway, turn. Me and this other guy, no. We go to the practice gym and we have witnesses. This is yeah. 100% true. You had four straight? Six in a row. You had six straight. Us th- three, we each hit three in a row back to back to back. Whoa. He shot, I shot, he shot, I shot six in a row. And, J- and Jay's standing there watching this happen. And we're like, oh, we're, we're Gucci. Like, no worries. We got this. We go out there, six shots in a row, front rim, bounce front rim, backboard out. 
bounce front rim straight up, bounce front rim beginning out. Like it was the it was literally like there was a cap on the goal, and we're just sitting there. Everybody in the stands is like, "How did not one of those go in?" Because we had six front rim again, and it was just like it was so. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I can't even show my face. Literally, we got done and we were like, Can we, I have to leave. And you know what the worst part about it all is too? Is that like it wasn't like we were all shooting for a car and that would have been great in yeah, its own right, cool. but whatever. We're shooting for children to get tickets to, to go to an NBA game. I know, man. I felt so sick. I told Jay, I was like, I want to buy them tickets. And he was like, we'll figure something out for him. And I was like, oh, yeah, legit will. Because I felt awful for those kids. Because they go out, they're like, oh, we're better. We're on an NBA court. We're about to win tickets. And then, oh, these two guys suck. And now I get a good bag. <laughs> we have like, two. We have two. They were going to introduce us uh, the first time as basketball trick shooting superstars. Which, I mean, I am. But continue. And... They didn't. They introduced us as NBA, NBA playmakers or whatever. Uh, but the expectation was that we were still basketball trick shooting superstars. But that we is, didn't live up to that hype. That is how they announced me in Austin. That is mm. that's how they announced us because uh, Austin had said something. I don't know. And I was like, y'all could just say playmakers again. And they said both. They're like basketball trick shooting superstars <laughs> brought to you by the NBA playmakers. And we we're just like. Ah. Well, yeah. you can never oversell somebody that has to do a talent on stage. I know. And I, I was telling people after, I was like, I promise I'm good. Like, I, I know I'm <laughs> not good, but I promise I'm better at this. Go look at my Instagram and be like, oh, you know, it could be. A, a, the, well, and the, the sad part about that is when I was talking to, when I was talking to one of my friends after the game, he was like, man, I see your shots on IG. So now I just believe that it takes you a hundred shots. I'm like, no, those are like first, second, third and 10. Right, right. He's like, I don't believe that for a second. I'm like, no, it's true. And so I try to like convince people because that's the number one question I always get for my Instagram is how many attempts does right. it take? Now, who were the first people that you really saw doing trick shots? I assume from Texas. That I saw doing trick shots. The first person I saw doing trick shots was my dad. Like gotcha. he, would, he would just shoot random hook shots and backward shots and like all this stuff. So just in practice. Um First people I saw making like a job out of it was Dude Perfect, obviously. Um, and that's when I started to think like, dang, I should have been recording my shots all these years. Because When been, was this? I was still in high school um, when I first met them. I met them playing basketball and this was right after their first YouTube video like blew up to one of them in the backyard. <laughs> and this is when I met them. We were all playing basketball together, just getting to know each other. Then maybe a year later... Not even. We were playing again. And that's when they were like, yeah, we're all going to like quit our jobs and do this full time. And I remember thinking as a junior, senior high school, I was like, why? It's pretty dumb, don't you think? Like, <laughs> Because this is before anybody knew you could really make money on YouTube. Right. This what is, year this, must this have been? This was, this was, I think that their first video probably came out in oh. Eight oh nine. Yeah, that's really I a, OG. I was a freshman or sophomore in high school when it first came out. YouTube AdSense was totally different back then. I at, the, at that time, I didn't even know you could make money on YouTube. Most people still don't. I <laughs> literally used YouTube when I was in middle school for like Soldier Boy music videos. <laughs> like I did it. That's lit, all my friends were Superman. <laughs> Seriously, that's all we would watch is like these music videos, and that's what I thought YouTube was, and I didn't know you could make make a living make money even let alone a living off of it and so when they told us that i would remember thinking like 
okay, cool, man. They had an app coming out and all this stuff. And then before you know it, it just blew up. And I was like, dang, I should have got on board with that when when it started out. But um, so yeah, Dude Perfect was the first one that I really saw like make money and monetize trick shots. And uh, then I was like, maybe I should just start recording them. But I was pl- I played in college, so I never really cared to record trick shots in college. And then it wasn't until after I got hurt that I was like, well, I'll start putting some stuff out. Um, and that was probably three years ago and kind of been doing gotcha. it ever since. Yeah. So are you a Spurs fan by default? Mm, or you're Mavericks by default? Mavericks by default. Spurs because I think Pop is a genius. Mavericks by default because Dallas. Um, but it hasn't been a great run for Dallas lately. So You guys won a few years back? We did. 2011? My, my senior year of high school. Really? That's yeah. fun. And there's a, new, there's a news segment. I was walking out of one of the games. And this news lady was like, hey, do you want to be on TV? I was like, sure, why not? <clears throat> you know, just casual high schooler. And they asked me, they're like, so what do you think? And, and Miami had just won game one. Okay. And they're like, so what do you think the chances are Mavs taking down LeBron and the super team, blah, blah. And I was like, no worries. Like Mavs are going to come back. They're going to get one in Miami. Um, and I kid you, it's somewhere. I need to find it because I, I predicted two game six what the results were going to be. Did you really? Down to like where they were going to win, who, you know what I mean? Like I just, I knew. Amazing. And so I don't want to say I'm a fortune teller or anything like that, but. Um, you know, there's a video out there of Stephen A. Smith incorrectly predicting the winner of each NBA finals for 10 straight years. I believe it. I, I haven't seen it, but I believe it. <laughs> it's an all-time video. And there's another one of, um, oh man, my mind just went blank. Who does Stephen love to argue with? Uh, Skip Bale and Max Kellerman. Skip Bayless. I feel like we're playing one of those games of heads up. Yeah, the heads we up. We were just doing it in Vegas. We did. We did these like heads up games where you can't say people's names, but I said everybody's name. Um, yeah. <laughs> My man literally just the starts blurting was, out the names. Clue was they, MVP, and I was like Giannis, and like you can't say Giannis. And I was like the Greek freak. They, you can't say nicknames. I'm like, okay, so what do you want me to say here? Um, Greek man. Yeah, but like there was a there was a clip I remember watching him of all the predictions that he's gotten so off about like LeBron and D-Wade. Then again, though, I I think it is a little bit unfair for them. You can have your drink on. I know free brand deals here. (laughs) In case you were wondering why I keep it here, I'm getting a drink, I promise. I'll I'll get some water out. I'll cover up. There you go. There will be other people here on the podcast that will bring their entire family with every sponsor, everything. I wore a black shirt. And and I'm not going to show you what dumb H2O I'm drinking. <laughs> that could be a heads up game right there. Opposite of dumb H2O. That could be. That could be. We did some press conferences as well. We did. Which I, I think it's neither of us to this point. Probably when this is out, it will be, have been uploaded. We did some press conferences uh, on the Portland Trailblazers official summer league stage and that. asked some of the most important questions. Some of those pressing questions out there. I love when you get in your president mode. Because you just like your hands get like Obama. How he your hands your hands get active. This is it. Obama is the easiest person to impersonate, and you it's fall the into funniest. Yeah. Thing. It's so easy to fall into. I can't you know, wait for y'all to see that video. Yeah, you, you had some good ones there, but we did there ask some good ones. Questions. You know, when you when you got to run for president, it's extremely important uh, that you keep uh, the yeah, American people. The reason why <laughs> it's so easy to impersonate him is yeah. because of how slow he goes. Yeah, and it, he's got those. Uh, 
Yeah, he's and got to, which is very easy to impersonate. Yeah, if you're trying to impersonate somebody quick, like nobody could impersonate Eminem, right? Apart from Chris Lee, obviously. Nobody could impersonate Eminem very well because of how quick he's going. Like you have to be talented oh, to do yeah. that. You don't have to be talented to do an Obama impersonation. That's true. And you're white, so that's pretty cool too. There you know, go. Is that too? This is an audio podcast. Yeah. You remember what you said? Do people not? Do you remember your what? Life was- do you remember? <laughs> yes. The man would. said I'm white, and then looked around and he said something wrong. Yeah. I just, uh, yeah. Uh, do you remember what you said? We were doing a, a video for the NBA. Yeah. Do you remember what you said on camera, where everybody's yeah. just like, "What?" Yeah. They're not gonna. I don't think they're gonna allow that. Despite me being correct, I was asking Austin J. Mills. Don't follow him on Instagram. He's got enough. Follow me. But um, I was asking Austin J. Mills a true or false question. Yeah. And the question was, James Harden's middle name is Edward. Okay. True or false? Yep. And Austin was trying to deliberate. And then it just kind of popped in my head like, James Edward Harden. Sounds like it sounds like such a white name. Like you're gonna get your taxes done by this guy, not one of the best scores in the NBA. You know what I mean? And I said something along those lines, and everybody behind camera, one guy's like, <laughs> because this is for the NBA, you freaking can't, yeah, you out. Can't say stuff like that. I guess good thing it wasn't like, live TV. The, the cameraman and 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 one of the other ladies who does like PR for them were cracking up. But I I was just like, I don't know if y'all can use that. They're like, yeah, we definitely can. But it is true. I mean, it, James' middle name isn't Edward, but the question was James Edward. Was <laughs> the like, answer to the question yeah, is I just, correct. I was like, yo, that just sounds like the widest name, James Edward Harden. Like that's, and he's the best, one of the best scorers in the league. Talk but, to me about this thing called Raya. What is that? <clears throat> I need some water. Uh, excuse me, sir. Could you, could you answer a couple questions I have about this? This platform, which I was at one point a member of, a social media, and then and then uh, I fell out of it for a second, and then <laughs> deleted it off my phone uh, for privacy reasons. Uh, since I'm running running a campaign for office, uh-huh. uh, I wanted to know what your thoughts were on this platform that the the, the, the kids these days call Raya. So Raya or Raya, however you pronounce it, I think it's a social media platform. I don't know. I don't. I don't really know what it is. We we really going to talk about this. All right. <laughs> Here we go. Raya or Raya is a dating app. What would you like to know? That's all I know. Ah, (laughs) Do the research yourself. (laughs) It's a dating app and you have to, you have, it has to be like, you have to have this formal like application for it. Uh, It goes through this whole process. Sounds really messed up. You go through this whole process and they kind of like do this background check on you pretty much (laughs) and, and you have to get approved to be on it. Um, so yeah, that's what that is. <laughs> You're running into some very interesting people across that app. I wouldn't know. Uh-huh. <laughs> we'll just say the very least. Uh-huh. Who are the top three players in the NBA right now? I swear, I thought you were about to say who are the top three people on Raya that you've seen. Like I thought that was going to be the question. Answer whichever one you want. <laughs> no, I can't put people. No, you can't do that. Yeah, I can't put people. There are some very interesting. But you can you can NBA drop though. You can NBA, NBA drop, drop your top three. Uh, so the top three players in the NBA, mm-hmm. Kevin Durant's the best player in the world. Still. Still. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, best two-way player uh, on the planet, I think. And then, man, that's tough. I, 
let me preface. I want to say Steph because he's the best shooter of all time and I'm a shooter and I just really enjoy watching him. And his basketball IQ and his his movement off the ball is the best movement in the league. Um, so I want to say Steph. I, I'd say it's a tie between Steph and Giannis. Okay. For the third. If you could do a trick shot off of any building in the world, which building would it be? Off of any building in the world? Uh, like top to bottom. I know what I'm going with. I'd probably say the one world. Really? Yeah. That'd be pretty sick. I just think because of the tallest America, building in, in the United States. And it's America. Just just the yeah. pride of that would be incredible, I think. You know? That would be the craziest. Job. Insane. But what was you what was you? I mean? would either do the tallest building in the world or probably the Eiffel Tower would be pretty cool too. Oh, would that would be, be pretty sick. sick. That would be actually really dope. So or, you know what you know would be you know what would be feasible though? Uh, the Leaning Tower of Pisa. Because it's not that, that tall. It crossed my mind. And it would be pretty iconic. Maybe it's like, been done, though. I don't think so. I don't you think they would allow. I think Eiffel is number two. One World's one. Eiffel's two. And then where's the tallest building? In, that, in like Japan or something? Like that? Uh, not <laughs> Is it not? Dubai. Dubai. Oh, it's in Dubai? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was in Japan. Dubai has so many crazy buildings. Know, Have you ever insane. been to Dubai? I haven't. It's I've, one only of the- seen, I've only <sighs> seen pictures from Instagram models who went there because... Their Etsy did really good this year. Like, come on, we know someone's paying for that. I'm sorry, that was. A little How do you feel about Instagram influencers? Oh man! In general, well, being the biggest influencer that is that that there is out there, I appreciate you asking me that question. Um, <laughs> biggest influencer that is, yeah, that's that exists. No, I have. Um, I just hit the table. I'm sorry. I have a few different opinions on Instagram where. I am a hypocrite. I wish I didn't have social media. I know I kind of have to, and that's like my job and that's my world I live in. Um, but uh, I think it is a very cool platform that people can use for good. You're PRing this answer. Heavy. My, my AD's in my ear. I actually have my AirPods on right now and my AD is feeding me what, what to say. No, no, no. Okay. No, no, Instagram, Instagram is, is a very fun platform honestly, that can do good for the no, world. I really, th- I really think if you're using your influence for the good, it is a very good app to have. Um, and I think it is, I think it is, it is important in today's age because I mean, like take majority of your job is reporting news to people on Instagram. And yep. so I think a lot of people get their news and their information from Instagram. So you have a, you do have a high calling and you do have a responsibility to use that for good. Now, yeah. whether that, that said, news be about somebody dunking on somebody else or it's, not, it's still, it's it's still, still news. news. It's still news. And people and, want and, it. So, and, and that being said, I think a lot of people out there do not use it uh, very well. I think Instagram is a show. I think um, a lot of people, I mean, <laughs> For instance, I literally just did it like 10 minutes ago. I took a video of this dope studio and I was like, man, my boy Buster's crib is incredible. I'm already having a lot of people DM me like, man, that's his house. It's so sick. And because a lot of people believe what they see on Instagram, right? Yeah. And so- And I didn't even know he was doing that. I was in here getting yeah, set up. And I, looked, I was like, <laughs> it's like what? I'm just, it's a dope What's studio. What's he doing? <laughs> and, and, and so it's like people believe what they see on Instagram, yeah. which I think is dangerous because- People only show you what they want you to see, which in reality is maybe 2% of their life. Like you see these influencers post. If that, if 2%? That, if that, if that. You see these influencers post some incredible things and these girls go on insane vacations and like they have these perfect bodies that were, you know, 
Photoshopped. Photoshopped and enhanced and, and not all of them by any means, not all of them, but some, let's be real. And, and out there living this incredible vacation life. And in reality, girl, you don't even have a box spring. Like your mattress is on the floor. Like, let's be real. You know what I mean? Like once you get home, it's not. But I think the danger of Instagram and there have been talks about Instagram taking away likes. Yeah. At least How do you feel about that? Seen. I like it. Okay. Um, and because here's the thing, like for an influencer or people who get paid off Instagram, you can still see. Mm-hmm. So when a brand asks to see your engagement, you can still screenshot. And your I think it'll actually be higher. And and send, exactly, I, I agree with that. But I I think for like mental health purposes, it is important because there's so many kids. And I was watching like this. I forget what I was watching yesterday, but they talked about it. There's so many kids that put their value in how many likes they get. Bro, and crazy. it's dangerous. If I had Instagram as a middle schooler, my insecurity would be through the roof. My self-doubt would be through the roof. I don't I, I don't think I would be the man who I am today if I had Instagram as a middle schooler. So I can't yeah. imagine having an Instagram at the age of 12 and all this cyberbullying that goes on and, and just wanting to be validated by likes when in reality, like your life and you as a person isn't validated by anybody else, whether they say it to you in person or say it to you over the phone on Instagram. And so I think it's dangerous. And I have 10 nieces and nephews all under the age of 18. And I am, I think my, all my siblings are doing a great job. None of them have, except for one of them, none of them have social media because one of them, <laughs> you just said, I think they're all doing a great job, except for one no, of them. Except one of the kids, she's Shout 18, out. Okay. 19 now. She has an Instagram because she's, out of high school or whatever, but gotcha. Um, none of the younger kids have it, which is great because it scares me for them um, because of bullies and because of, because it's like, I have the greatest nieces and nephews in the world and I don't want them to think like that their coolness and their like uniqueness that they have to offer the world is based on someone else liking it in high school or whatever. But seriously, you have these girls on Instagram who are 15, 16, 17 years old who look like they're 25. And it's just like, yo, that's dangerous for you. That's dangerous for other people. Like it's just dangerous for everybody. And there are people on these apps lying about their age too. That's a whole nother story. I know. That's why I'm only on Raya. If I were on one, it would only be Raya. Uh, because they have to like check everything. But um, I, I think Instagram can be really, really good. And I think it can be really, really bad. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, you got people and just guys and girls. And I know a lot of them personally that both uh, put out the top 0.2%. I'm not even going to give them 2%. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, put yeah. out 0.2%. Yeah. And then on that 0.2% that they put out, buy likes against that 0.2%. And buy followers against that 0.2% as well. Yeah. So the whole thing it's, it's, is fake. It's all fake. The I, whole thing. There's, there's no so, one real thing about it. So much fakeness out there, man. And it's dangerous. And like, I let's be real. I have fallen into the trap uh, when I first moved to LA of dating and going on dates and sliding in DMs to these Instagram famous models. And and now you know that ain't it. <laughs> that ain't it, dog. That is not it. Make sure they have something going on outside of it. Now, I a lot of people make a living off Instagram and and have work and have let's take it, it a guy example, for instance, one of my really good friends, B Dot. Mm-hmm. One of my best friends yeah, looks out for me, looks out for me more like he's incredible, right? He has turned his Instagram into a business. 
And I think it's very possible for people to do that. And that's what I kind of thought everybody was doing, but that's not the case. A lot of people just want as many likes and as many followers as possible and don't know how to do the business side of things. And that's the trap I was falling into of going on dates with Instagram models because, oh man, they're really, really hot and they have 500,000 followers and blah, blah, that's so cool. And then like on the back side of things, I'm, and a gentleman should pay. But like, I'm paying for everything. You know what I mean? I'm just like, yo, like, when you gonna when you gonna help out a little bit here? You know, girl, like, what's going on? And come to find out, they don't know how to do the business side of things. So I think it's a very dangerous trap to fall into. Um, but all that being said, I think Instagram can be really, really good, and it can be very, very deceiving. Um, so you just kind of have to be careful about how you use it and, and what you're. Um, intentions for it are because at one point I wanted to be have like a crazy following and I wanted my page to look a certain way and I I got to the point in LA can do this to you of I fell into the trap of I'm not getting enough likes I'm not getting enough followers it started to affect my attitude when I would post and so at one point I remember just thinking like uh, like well, another backstory of my faith is the most important thing in my life to me. Um, and, and I'm a huge believer. And, uh, and I was listening to a sermon on it. And I remember thinking, dang, I've been looking for validation in the wrong place. And at that point, I was like, you know what? Screw it. Like, I don't care about Instagram anymore. I'm going to post what I want, when I want, how I want. I don't care if it's a good, I don't care if it gets one likes or a million likes. I'm just going to post it. And at, the, at that point, that's when my Instagram started to really kind of take off a lot better. And I was like, it, yeah. I think it's funny how that works. Like people, like we were saying about gambling, people who don't care about the money always win more money. Always. And if you're desperate for the money, that's when you lose. So I think once you just kind of say, you know what, who cares? And and have this attitude of like of of that. That's just when gotta, you start to get more and start to do just more. Put stuff out. That's that's ninety nine percent of the battle on social media. Just put stuff out. That's it. Just put it out. And and Brandon B dot was a huge part of that for me over the last year of me working with him a lot more. I've started to see. I've known him for a few years, but over the last year, I worked with him a lot <clears throat> to see his attitude towards it. Like he'll literally film something and post it twenty minutes later. And I'm like, you don't care about like what time? He's like, no, I don't care if he gets what like. I think it's funny, so I'm going to post it. Right. If I like it, I'm going to post it. It's the right attitude. That's why he's so successful in what he does yeah. because he likes what he puts out there. He's not and putting on a show. He's yeah, being 100%. 100% like transparent and he's being himself. And whether you like it or not, he's putting it out there and, he, and people love him for it. Yeah, and I think there's definitely a lot to learn from him in the sense of just a business mindset as far as what social media can do for you too. Absolutely. Like you can be putting out everything that you find funny. And if you put out everything you find funny, then you have so much on your feed that you can balance that Absolutely. with different business moves that you're trying to make or, and regardless, like money aside, cause money only gets you so far, puts you in a position to do whatever you want to do. Absolutely. And that's what he's doing. He's doing whatever he wants to do. Whatever he wants and to do. He, he travels the more best. Than, than anyone else I know. He's all over the place and he'll be in New York this week actually. But um, he literally just like, he'll still do his impersonation videos. He'll still do different videos. Um, but you see on his page, there's not too many brand deals on his actual page anymore because he's doing backside business. He's getting commercials. He's doing TV shows. He's doing appearances. He's doing all these other things that 
his Instagram has allowed him to do. Right. Um, but I think a lot of people just have a, a one one track mind of I want to get a million followers on Instagram. Hundred percent. What are you gonna do with that million followers? Like, what are you yeah. gonna do with that? If Unless, you're just posting photos 100%. of your butt or just posting videos that are funny or just posting whatever for a million followers, what are you gonna like? You might get a few brand deals here and there, but like I've started to notice. Brand deals don't work with you anymore. Brands don't work with you anymore based on just following. They do based on interaction. They do based on if you're likable to work with because people talk in this industry. They do based on so many other things where you can have a million followers and make zero dollars. You can have 100,000 followers and make six figures. It's You have to know how to work the business side of things. That's what I'm learning a lot about right now. And so um, I think it's very, very interesting. The backside stuff is most important. Yes, like if you can do something without having to post it on your social media, you've won. Absolutely. That's so that's so like that's so smart. Like that, it, that's if, so like if if you're watching this right now, which millions of you are, listen to what three, he just said. 34 years down the road. <laughs> listen to what he just said. If you can do something without posting it on Instagram, you've won. Brilliant. And that's that's in both a business standpoint and just a life standpoint. Like if you can do both, and I definitely believe in putting out some some stuff here and there to show people what you're doing. Yeah, you want people and to know you what want, you're doing. You want to stay relevant so that the backside stuff performs even right. better than it would otherwise. But if you're doing business and you don't have to post about it on social media, you are in a golden zone. If you're Absolutely. doing commercials, if you're doing, if somebody wants you. Like what, what influencers will run into pretty often, and not not that I've run into this or that you have or anybody, but uh, other people have, it's that people will want somebody just for their following. Yeah. They couldn't care less about the person. They just know who follows them, yeah. what demographics those are, and that is all they're interested in exclusively. Yeah. But if if somebody if a company cares about you beyond that, and they don't even care about your social media because they know they can push that higher with ad spend or whatever it may be, or push that via commercial or whatever broadcasting system they may use, it's good. Yeah, absolutely. And I and I think on top of that, kind of to piggyback what you said is people do talk. And if you're not a decent human being to work with, doesn't matter how many followers you have. That like you gain followers like that, you can lose those fans just like that. Yeah. You can gain fame overnight. I could wake up tomorrow with a hundred thousand followers because a post blows up and and LeBron posts about me. Like, but it can just as easily be taken away. So if you're not a decent human being, because I I know per, I have talked to brands that say I will never work with so and so again despite his following, mm-hmm. and who have brought me in to fill be in that place. And I only have a fraction of what they have. Right. Perfect example, this bleach report thing that I just did out of everybody there. I was one of the least followed people on Instagram. My YouTube's doing pretty well, which is great, but social media wise total, I was one of the least followed people. The only reason I was taken was because I found this out. And, and this is why I say Brandon's like a brother to me. He told them straight up, I, I'm not even negotiating coming until you put Caleb on my team. Hmm. Brandon, uh, he's a brother for that. Like that's, that's one of the best friends you can have. Right. And then getting there and interacting with people and meeting people and all this other stuff. I had one of the people there tell me we're going to start doing more things like this. And we'd love to have you on board when we get groups together. And I was like, why? Like, 
I have a small following compared to everybody. They're like the way you interact with people and the way everybody here you seem to get along with because a lot of the people there were people I've known for years, Randall Twins, Dot, Famous Los, all these people I've, I've worked with a lot in the past. So we just get along really well. And she straight up told me, she was like, this event isn't about followers. It's about building a community. And so hopefully I work with them again based on just being able to be worked with. You know what I mean? So um, someone can have a million followers, but if they're a jerk to work with, that person isn't going to work very much in this industry anymore. So um, there's so many other things outside of your following that come into play when it comes to brands and it comes to making money, honestly. If you could go back and tell yourself one thing a year ago, Mm -hmm. what would that be? Um, Caleb, a year from now, you're going to be freaking awesome. Gonna be killing it. No, I'm joking. <laughs> you're just gonna waste it on that. A year, a year you have all the information. No. You have all the information um, in the world to share, and that's what you say. Uh, I, um, hey, man, just wanted to let you know. A year from now, man, so much okay, money. So personally, I'd say like, um, man, I was about to say something mean. I opted out of it though. That's probably best. Uh, that's a tough question. A well, now ago. the people want to know. <laughs> let's do. Let's do. Let's do like two years ago. Let's do when I first moved to LA. All right, change the question. Yeah, Fine, first, no big deal. Well, here's the thing: when I first moved to LA, I saved up a certain amount of money and I blew it so quick. I should have asked that question. And I was I was broke as a joke. I had four dollars in my bank account at one point. In my Caleb, savings account. Yeah, what would you tell yourself two years ago? <laughs> uh, I would tell myself. To, to stay focused. I got distracted a lot. Stay focused on, on the goal of what you're out here for and to just keep keep being you. Keep being somebody that people want to have in the room, that people want to have around um, because ultimately that'll get you further than any amount of followers or any amount of success or whatever. So I, I think I'd tell myself to stay focused and just keep being true to who you are because especially out in LA, it's so easy to lose who you are and what you're there for. Um, so yeah, and I just say, just keep being focused and keep being you and kind of let everything happen as it will. And don't date that one person. That'd be one. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a good way to wrap up the video version there of the podcast. Go. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in via video on YouTube. If you're listening to this right now, you're good. If you're watching this right now, hop over to iTunes, Spotify, or SoundCloud to listen to the five-minute audio exclusive. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure to drop a thumbs up, comment, subscribe. We'll see you on the next one. Peace. All right, let's jump into the five-minute audio exclusive. I got, I've got some... I've got, I've got super exclusive. <laughs> this is as exclusive as it gets. Yeah, I've never done this. Uh, cool. Free on iTunes, free on Spotify, so free on SoundCloud. I'm not watching this video anymore, so I can take my clothes you off. Can, you could do literally anything, although the cameras are still rolling for bloopers. So you have this somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the audio-only version. Great. First question here is water wet. Go. Oh, shoot. I had such a good answer for this. Did you? Yes. At one point in time? At one point in time because... Um, I, and you answer, moved closer to the mic. Assuming my, answer is, you- my answer is yes. But I love to play devil's advocate, so I used to annoy people. Like my, me and my sister got in a blood fight over this. Really? If you are in a swimming pool and you are underneath, like completely submerged underwater, mm-hmm. right? And you touch your... Like you're, you're in, 
enclosed by the water, right? So I wouldn't say that you're wet. It's when you come out of the water, the Ooh, effects of water, you rise out. The effects of the water makes you wet. <laughs> what? <laughs> what did you just say? No, he gets it. See? If yeah. you're in the water, like completely underneath the water, would you say you're wet underneath the water? No. Because there's no oxygen to combat with the okay. water, right? So you come out of the water. You then you have feel that's wet when the, the application effects. is felt. Yes, but I don't think you're actually wet. Okay, fair enough. Who do you think would win in a fight? Me. One thousand. One pound. There's a twist to it. Okay. Because it's you against you. Okay. So okay. hold off for a second. Okay. Who do you think would win in a fight? Right. One thousand one pound yous or a one thousand pound you? Uh, one thousand pound me. Because I would just like roll. I would like like snowball over all the one thousand one pound me's. Hmm. And you just crush them. Are boneless wings just chicken nuggets? No. It's hmm. a good question though. But no. explain your answer. The way they're made differently. They're just made differently. Like a wing, the bone is taken out. A chicken nugget is like the scraps off the floor in the warehouse. I think they should, they they did one of my favorite videos on Instagram. I saw they they had this scientist come in and explain to ten kids how chicken nuggets are made. <laughs> And they showed him the whole process. All the kids are like, "Ew, that's grub. Like, and it's disgusting to watch. It's terrible. It's, it's terrible. one of the saddest things. And then most the scientist disturbing. puts a plate of chicken nuggets out, and he goes, "Now, which of you would want to taste these yucky?" And they all nuggets? go for it. All ten of them go. <laughs> and just start eating nuggets. Like kids don't care. I'll die laughing. Oh my that. god! But yeah, so I'd say boneless wings are not nuggets. Oh, and shout out to NBA Twitch on a couple of these. Final one here. How many holes are in a straw? Just one. There's no holes. Wait, no, just one. Yeah, just one. Final answer? Why is there a for sure answer? Is this yeah, like there, a there's a for sure answer? There's just one hole. Final That's your final answer? Yeah. You sure? Yeah. There is no there is no correct answer. <laughs> <laughs> but I've heard it's- one. Two, three, and zero, all from NBA players. Who says three? What NBA player says three? Well, so three, I can hit three, them up right now. The application on three would be each end and then in the middle because it goes through. Who said that? Please. I don't know. I don't even remember who said it. I got to go back and find the records number, on the I swear NBA I'm Twitch channel. Like that um, is three. I, I, I know it's not three. It may be two or one, but it's definitely not three. <laughs> Goodness. My friends, ladies and gentlemen, first off, where can they find you? Although you, I, the reason I didn't even ask it yet is because you've already said it five times. I said it But five you times. can go ahead and say it again. Where can people find you on social media? You can find me on social media in the search bar at Caleb Nash Feemster. I like that. C-A-L-E-B-N-A-S-H Feemster. F is in Frank. E-E-M-S-T-E-R. It's kind of long, but there's a reason why I go by all three. You feel super intelligent with these headphones on, right? I, I feel very It's a smart. really good feeling. Either really intelligent or like, I'm just about to rap and it's going to be insane. I'm about to drop a heat. Well, you'll have to subscribe to the podcast to listen to a future episode where Caleb drops some heat. It's Ladies and gentlemen, my friend. Thank, thank you, man. So thank for, you for coming me. on. No, thank you for having Ladies me. and gentlemen, we will see you on the next episode. Peace.